Welcome to the Detox Diaries podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Gwena, certified holistic health coach and detox enthusiast. And I'm here to talk all things detox. Toxins exist in our lives in many forms, from the foods we eat, products we use, people we spend time with, and even the thoughts in our heads. Here we discuss how various toxins may be sapping our energy and vitality and how we can detox to create a life we love. Each week, we discuss everything from nutrition, clean beauty, body image, stress management techniques, career and business, relationships, you name it. Whether it's with a guest or just yours truly, we'll get real, raw, and honest and provide tangible tips to detox all areas of our lives. If you are ready to step into the most vibrant version of you, let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to the Detox Diaries podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about a pretty cliche topic for January, and that is goals and intentions. And I'll mostly be using the word goal here, but I kind of see that they work like hand in hand, so I'll kind of be using intentions and goals interchangeably. So I kind of love that I'm recording this and releasing this within the month of January as opposed to like right at the beginning or the end of December, because if you're anything like me, and I think most people are in this sense that you love a fresh start, a clean start, whether that aligns with the new year, a new month, a Monday, whatever that may be. And now that it's, you know, a little bit over a week into the new year, you probably had some goals and intentions. It's possible that you're totally on a roll, you're feeling great, you also might be not feeling so great, feeling a little bit defeated, or maybe you're just kind of like over the goal thing at the moment, or you're kind of starting January off a little bit slower. Either way, however you're feeling, I still encourage you to listen through and do the exercises that we're gonna talk about because they will help you develop more clarity around the why for your goals, which will definitely help you form a deeper connection with them and more motivation to follow through. So I did a Instagram Live with my friend Kristen from Aligned and Well a few weeks ago towards the end of December, and we discussed intention setting. And basically, I just wanted to dive a lot deeper into that here today. So I'll also be creating a blog post for this. So Don't worry if it feels like a ton of information and you're like driving right now, walking or cooking, whatever it may be. You can of course start to do some of the exercises like in your head, but ultimately you'll wanna sit down um, with this episode and a journal and a digital calendar to really flesh it out. So if you can do it right now, grab your journal, grab your calendar and let's get started. So a great starting point for setting goals and intentions is to envision how you want your life to look this time next year and what a normal day would look like. So it's your ideal day at the moment, but at that point you're envisioning it as though it's just a part of your everyday life. So the other thing that I definitely want you to consider is that This doesn't have to be something that you only do in January. You only do at the beginning of a new year. You can do this literally anytime. If you happen to be listening to this episode in the middle of like June or whatever, there's no reason to feel like you can't get started now. So start envisioning what your life will look like a year from whenever right now happens to be for you. And really step into it in every possible way. How do you look? How do you feel emotionally? Are you content? Do you feel at ease? Do you feel excited, joyful? How do you feel physically? You know, are you feeling really energized? If you're someone who's dealing with some kind of like pain or bloating, like are those symptoms gone? 
where are you living? What are you doing? Who are you with? How does your whole day kind of go down? Like really step into the energy of what this next year version of you looks and feels like in every possible way. And a year is a really good span of time because it allows for a lot of growth and change. Really a lot can change in a year. And if you're anything like me, when you're kind of envisioning what you know your big dreams are for a year from now, it might feel like it's a little, I hate to use the word unrealistic because really anything is possible and what does realistic mean, but it might just feel like a, a big jump from where you are right now. And that's totally fine. I want you to dream big. What is the best possible outcome for the way your life will look a year from now? And this vision is really your why. And you can remind yourself of this when things start to get challenging because that's what happens typically when we're working towards any kind of goal that really forces us to grow and evolve, which is just part of the human experience and becoming the best version of ourselves. There has to be like some adversity for kind of the best things in life. Also, if you have major things happening within the year, you may want to divide it into sections. So for me, my wedding is in June, so I actually split this year into two, and I'm focusing on that time around that those celebrations of my wedding because they're very significant for me, being my vision of how I want to feel for that. And then once my wedding is over, I'll then start this exercise again and envision my life a year from that point. So you can totally base it on whatever is happening for you. And if there's something major coming up in less than a year from now, totally feel free to use that as your your big dream. So obviously when you're picturing everything about your ideal day, all those things we talked about, there's a lot of pieces to think about. I mean, it's your entire life. So it includes your health and wellness, your relationships, your career. And obviously all of these things are very important and you'll likely wanna be making improvements in all areas, big or small. But when we have big goals in all areas, it can feel like our life is full of competing priorities. And this is not to say that you shouldn't grow in all areas and that you shouldn't be able to balance them all because of course you can and ideally you will. But it's helpful to have like a primary or like North Star goal in one particular area and smaller goals in the other areas because even though you're choosing an area of focus, They're all very important parts of our lives that deserve attention. And at the end of the day, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So when you're growing and evolving through pursuing that North Star or primary goal, it's going to have downstream effects that are positive for all areas of your life. So, you know, you have this vision now, like you've written down all of the things that are related to this amazing ideal day. And what is the piece of the puzzle that is the most important to change or to move forward or evolve for you at this moment. And don't be afraid if it feels crazy big and scary and out of reach. And again, that doesn't mean you shouldn't choose it. Usually it pretty much means that you should. And again, like we can use myself as an example, my vision typically short of this wedding time involves significant growth in my business and how many people I'm working with and helping which means I can afford a bigger and nicer apartment and my day-to-day life looks a little bit different. I'm devoting all of my time to the business. I'm not working part-time at my old job anymore. All different kinds of things that are related to like the downstream impact of having my business make more money and have more impact. 
And I would love for a change like that to be possible within a year. And it may be, but it may not be. And this may be the same for you, but you should pick that goal that is the most important to see big progress towards. And even if you don't make it all the way within the year, you have to get started if you're ever going to get there. So the reason that I decided to split my year in half is because typically my biggest focus is that, is helping more people and growing my business. I, I of course, am still focusing on my health and wellness and my relationships, but they are kind of a bit more on like maintenance mode. They're in a good place. I have like small goals, things that I'm changing, things that I'm evolving, but my big North Star primary goal typically is my business and um, growing it and helping more people. But for these six months leading up to my wedding, it's most important for me to feel the best that I can in my body that day. So I'm gonna be focusing on taking my health and wellness up a notch. And this also includes my mental health by continuing to work through my body image issues so I can just really experience my wedding to the fullest in every possible way. And then after the wedding, I'm going to switch my focus back to the business, start my year over again, and set those goals as my primary goal being growing the business and having more impact. So when you look at your vision of next year, what is the area that's most important for you to see a change? And what does that entail? So again, if you're like me, career and business may usually be it. So maybe you're in a job that you hate right now and future you is doing the same thing at a different company or maybe doing something totally different. Or maybe you're in a relationship that needs some extra TLC and the version of you next year is super happy and in this amazing place with your partner and you know that there's gonna be certain things that take you to get there. Maybe your focus is meeting someone. Or you may have a goal within the world of health and wellness like I do. So it's really important to pick the one that makes that picture just feel so good and identify that as your focus as your primary goal. And obviously my area of expertise is health and wellness, but I can tell you I've learned a ton about goals. And what's really important is to get really clear on what you want, believe that it's as good as done, and take aligned action towards that goal. These are really the basics of manifestation, which I won't really get into on this episode, but believing it before you see it is really just such a big part of making anything really major come into your life. And as I mentioned in the beginning, when you're creating your ideal day, you're really stepping into that version of you. You're really feeling all the feelings. You're really embodying it, like taking in all the details, like How does it feel to be there and be that you? And the more that you can bring that energy into your everyday, the better. So obviously goals can be so many, so different. Like there are so many different levels of goals, so many different areas. Some may be a really big time commitment. Some may be less. Some will feel like we have more control over them. Some will feel like we don't. But clarity, belief, and action are really key when it comes to any intention and goal. So when you decide on a goal, you're going to want to brain dump all the different ways you could achieve it and commit to following through on some of those ideas. And as you're making that brain dump, like, let some of the ideas be quote unquote bad. You just never know. Like, literally, just let it all come out. Throw it on a piece of paper so you can look at it and really decide what you think could help move you towards that goal. And this will involve investing time, money, mental, emotional energy to this goal. And we obviously only have a finite amount of those things. So we need to know where your priorities lie 
so you can plan accordingly and then make the hard choices. So today we're going to be focusing more on health and wellness. Obviously, it's my passion. It's what I am more of an expert on. Um, And we're going to talk about if health and wellness is either your primary goal or your secondary goal. Either way, how you can really kick it up a notch in the world of health and wellness and make sure that you are setting yourself up for success in the next year ahead when it comes to your health and wellness and your overall goal. So health and wellness is so important to always focus on when it comes to whether it is your primary or secondary goal in some sense, because it has such a big impact on the other areas of our lives. You know, when you're not taking care of yourself, you may be less focused at work or you're less confident when it comes to dating or you're super moody and it's not really helping with your relationship that feels like it's on the rocks. So health and wellness really is kind of this like foundation for us being able to achieve all of our other goals. So even when health and wellness isn't your primary or like North Star goal, your obvious goal, it's still an underlying foundation that we don't want to lose sight of. So now we want to kind of talk about what this looks like for you. So again, health and wellness may be your primary goal. It may be your secondary goal. But either way, I'd like to kind of brain dump some ideas when it comes to your health and wellness. So I'd like to kind of break things down into three buckets. So that's diet, body, and mind. So diet meaning the foods that you're eating, the drinks that you're drinking, body meaning kind of anything body related. So fitness, products, if you're doing any other kind of like body practices, like massages, saunas, like all of that kind of stuff works into your body. And then mind which is your thoughts, even like your spirituality, your emotions, all of that stuff can work into the mind. And for me, some major things I'm doing in each area is to cut back on alcohol. I'm amping up my greens at each meal. I'm working out more consistently, like shooting for four to six times a week. I'm using my sauna blanket more consistently, and I am trying to read more books that can help me kind of support the transition in my body image and just feeling better about my body and and disconnecting from the whole idea of perfection and comparison. It's something that I really struggle with and I'll definitely talk about on some other episodes. I think I assume probably a lot of us struggle with those same things and it's something that I'm really consciously working on. So wanting to really like kick that up a notch in the next six months. I'm also considering investing in things. So I want to get my gut tested to make sure that my microbiome is in balance. I um, went off the birth control pill a couple years ago, and I feel like my weight's been a little bit wonky as a result of that. And the birth control pill basically wipes out the good bacteria in your gut. And even though I live a very healthy lifestyle, it's possible that I need some like specifically catered probiotics or something to make me feel even better. So I'm investing in different things like that that can help me look and feel my best for my wedding day and just make me feel more confident. And that's not obviously an exhausted list, exhaustive list of all the changes that I'll be making by any means, but just to give you an idea. And as I come across other ideas or see different practitioners over the next few months, my action steps may shift, but my North Star or my primary goal, what I'm prioritizing my time, my money, and my energy for, is my health and feeling really good on that day. So the way this looks different than the way my days used to look is that I'm working out 
up to six times a week, which takes up a lot more time in my calendar than it used to, more than it did when my business was my number one focus. I also used to order in when I was stretched out or just feeling like I had too much work on my plate and I didn't want to meal prep and I just wanted to make things easier for myself, which I always made healthy decisions when I did that, but we know that when you order out, it always has more salt or oil or whatever in it. So I'm trying to be more conscious of all of that and also not spend so much money on ordering out. And for the last year or so, I have been planning everything in my calendar. So this is something that I learned from this business program that I'm in called Perfectionist Getting Shit Done, which is amazing. I definitely recommend it if you are someone who is running your own business, starting your own business, and have perfectionist tendencies. It is amazing. And instead of working off of this long to-do list, you put all of your tasks in your calendar. And it has really just been such a game changer for me. And I'm going to recommend you at least doing some of that today, putting some things into your calendar and really understanding where you're spending your time. So as you're experimenting with your calendar and where to plug in your health and wellness, it will look different whether it's your primary or secondary goal. So if it's your primary goal, your approach will be basically what I have been doing. So you'll pretty much start with a blank calendar and then add in any firm hours that you have with a job. So, you know, for me, I have a part-time job right now. I work from two to six. So those are the areas that I put in, the times that I put in on the weekdays, and then the rest of the calendar was pretty much open. So if you work a nine to five, but you often feel like it's more seven to seven, and your growth in that role or career is just really not your focus and you're not feeling aligned with those hours, I really recommend testing cutting back. And trust me, I know the feeling of perpetually drowning in never-ending work and regular 12-hour days. And when you're striving for a promotion, it's hard enough. But when you're just treading water, it's really just not worth it. And I mean, I'll probably do an episode on this too, and I know it used to drive me so crazy when people would say this to me, but really think, is there a place where you can care a little bit less, save some time, cut a corner, that no one would really notice or care because so many of us are just so much harder on ourselves and hold ourselves to such high standards and no one even necessarily realizes (laughs) if things are a little bit less perfect. I mean, definitely if there's anyone you could offload things to in terms of like junior team members, like training people on things, you know, I was also the queen of being like, I don't have time to train someone. You have time to train. It's totally worth it. (laughs) Definitely take the time. So, I mean, that could be a whole separate tangent, but just get real about what the necessary hours are for you to block off for work when it's not your primary goal. If it's your primary goal, do your thing. But if health and wellness is your primary goal and work is not, be really real about how much time you have to dedicate to it and open up the rest for other things. Now, if it's your secondary goal, depending on what your primary goal is, you'll populate the consistent time or hours that you want to spend on that goal along with any set hours you have. Like I just said, if you have a full-time job or a part-time job, anything that's firm. Okay, so now it's time to start plugging in your health goals. And whether your health goals are your primary or your secondary, 
the number one most important thing to consider before you start plugging in health goals is who you are. Do not create a plan for the idealized version of you that you've never been. Don't incorporate the plan that works for your friend or someone you heard on a podcast. It needs to be for you, the real you at your core. So if you struggle to make it to your nine to five on time because you're snoozing until 8.45, waking up at 6 a.m. to work out is probably not gonna work for you. If you know that by 6 p.m. you're completely exhausted and you never wanna cook dinner, planning to cook elaborate meals every night after your workday is probably not gonna work for you. So a solution to that may be coming up with really simple recipes or meal prepping on a Sunday. For the whole thing about needing to wake up earlier to work out, maybe shoot for seven or eight. You know, it's it's making sure that you're obviously trying to kick the discipline up a notch and create a structure that works for you so you can be the best version of you, which again is like amping up the discipline from where you are at this moment, but it still needs to be the structure of what makes you you not somebody else. So that is just the number one tip I have for everyone. I feel like for so many people, the reason that they can't follow through on these plans that they make is because they're making a plan for someone that's just not them. And that's that's never going to work. There is no one right way to do anything. The, I mean, the right way is to do it the way that works for you, which is always going to be individualized. So with that being said, if your primary goal is health and wellness, you are now going to populate freely. So you obviously are going to be populating in as a priority those things that are related to your health and wellness, but you are going to want to consider the pace of your day to allow for overall productivity. So for someone like me, I have that part-time job filled in, and then I also obviously spend a lot of time working on my business. Now for the next six months, I'm devoting more time to my health and wellness each week. So basically what I did as an exercise going into this six month period is I plugged in all of the things that I wanted to do for my health and wellness. So working out six times a week, taking walks every day, doing the sauna blanket a few times a week, all meal prepping, like all of those different kinds of things. And I put them in my calendar first and then saw what time was left over for the business afterward. And I let that dictate how much I was going to kind of work on in my business this half of the year, because I obviously have lots of ideas and I can't do them all at one time. So that was kind of the structure that I gave myself to say, okay, this is how many hours I have to work on the business because my priority is this health and wellness stuff. And I'm putting that in first. That being said, you know, let's say, for example, I have like four hours of health and wellness stuff. Like, so my morning now is I block out about an hour of time for just like waking up, like my lemon water, meditation, journaling, just any kind of things that I do like that for myself in the morning. Then I'll usually do my workout, shower and get ready. And then I will do some work for a little bit. Then when I kind of feel like I'm hitting a little bit of a wall at like 1130-ish, I'll take a walk. Then I'll do, I'll eat lunch. And then I'll do a little bit more work and then I'll go to my part-time job. And the way that I structured that is also maximizing my productivity when it comes to work stuff. So it's not like I'm just doing all of my health and wellness things straight through until, you know, 11 o'clock and then thinking I'm going to work from 11 to 1 when I want to be eating lunch or like I'm, I'm considering the flow of my day so that I'm still prioritizing making the time for all of my health things. But I'm also taking advantage of when I do my best work for my business. 
I'll also, you know, plan on doing like the sauna blanket and reading time and stuff like that at night and on weekends when I give myself more time for resting and I'm not doing very much work at all. So you will want to be, of course, devoting time to that health and wellness, but you still want to be considering the flow of your day so that you're maximizing your day. And again, this is definitely something come, that comes with time and practice. And I have really gotten like tuned into when I'm doing my best work and when I'm feeling really focused and in flow by doing this whole planning method of planning in my calendar as opposed to a to-do list. So I definitely recommend getting more granular, getting more granular and actually planning like your tasks and everything for like work or your business. But that, again, whole, whole other episode, but even just loosely blocking out these big buckets can really help you to see how you can structure your day so that you can get as much done as possible and still feel really good and give yourself rest and all of those amazing things. So definitely throughout this process, just give yourself grace and allow yourself time to experiment because I didn't get it right the first time and it's different for everybody. So play around and see what works for you. So now what if health and wellness is your secondary goal? So you're feeling like you're in a good place in general and you want to keep your routine as it is. You can plug it in as is and just make sure that your new primary goal isn't crowding it out. Or you may have decided that you'd rather spend three the three hours that you now spend like meal prepping. It's more important for you to have like date night with your husband that night. Or rather than working out at 7 a.m., you want to start working on a side hustle at 7 a.m. The fact that you've chosen a different primary goal may be like eating into that time that previously was health and wellness time. And that is totally fine. That's why we prioritize. So this may mean that you need to wake up an hour earlier. You know, if you're someone who wakes up at seven and does okay with it, maybe pushing it to six. And this was me for a little bit, like seven feels amazing. It's I'm almost waking up naturally at seven. Six, I'm not so happy when the alarm goes off, but I get so much more done with that one hour a day. It's really crazy. So you know, if you're someone who can't wake up at, you know, 7 a.m. as it is, maybe that's not the right solution for you. But it's really being honest with yourself about where you can, again, kick that discipline up a notch. And that's really how you grow and how you hit your goals. So see if there's any places where you can move those healthy time blocks to in your existing schedule and just be honest with yourself because, you know, there's probably space for it. But also it may be okay for you to scale back a bit and just be really intentional about where you're doing that when it comes to health and wellness and just tune into the fact of if it's affecting your health and happiness. If you're someone who works out six days a week at the moment, but you really want to get your side hustle off the ground, I don't think it's going to kill you to do four or five days instead or shorter workouts. So be flexible and just, again, be in tune to make sure that you're not leaving any of your health and happiness on the table, you want to make sure that you're still taking care of yourself because that's so important. And then probably for a lot of us, health and wellness may be our secondary goal, but there's still room for improvement. So whether that is big or small. So here the big focus is on progress. So let's say now you work out a day a week or maybe none. Maybe you try and schedule in three 30-minute workouts a week. Or maybe you're someone who orders in like every night. Your goal could be that you want to meal prep on Sunday. That'll last you until Wednesday, but then you'll still let yourself order in Thursday to Saturday without any guilt. 
or you're somebody that never meditates or journals or does anything kind of within that self-help realm or self-development realm, you could pick one thing and just do it for 10 minutes every morning or 10 minutes, three mornings, whatever that looks like for you. I mean, another good one is if you're someone who stays up until 4 a.m. scrolling and then you end up snoozing in the morning till nine o'clock because you couldn't sleep, committing to a bedtime and putting the phone down is a great one too. So there are a lot of small time commitments that can create really big shifts. So as I'm talking about this, again, I'm gonna do a blog post about it, so don't get overwhelmed. I know it's a lot of information, but I know a lot of people probably feel like the whole calendar thing just feels really overwhelming. Or you might be thinking that you don't need to put it in the calendar because you already have a schedule that works for you. Or you may be like, I have you know, plenty of free time throughout the course of the day. Like, I'll just do things when I feel like it. But I would ask you, is that working for you now? Because it didn't work for me most of the time. And I mean, scheduling in things just makes them like a thousand times more likely to happen. Waiting for the mood to strike just isn't a good strategy for creating a habit. Putting it in your calendar just helps because the decision is made when you're putting it in the calendar. It's already made. So you're freeing up all that mental energy and it allows you to make other plans around it rather than the other way around. It's it's there, it's firm, and it's like just holds you more accountable naturally, not to mention you're also getting alerts which helps to actually remind you in case it's sort of like you're forgetting or the time flies by. Getting it in the calendar really is just the best way to like truly commit to it. And I'll just say one more thing on the scheduling and calendar thing. Another thing that's really important to commit to on that front is making time for rest, resting without guilt. So rest doesn't include working out or like journaling or reading a self-help book like That's not like really rest because there's kind of still like a little bit of like faux productivity in there. And honestly, our brain just needs a break. No matter what your primary goal is, no matter who you are, you just need some real rest in there. So make sure that you're planning in some some good rest time in there as well. So that is kind of the whole like timing piece when it comes to like getting it into our calendar. The next big shift could be monetary investing. So depending on your financial situation and how you interpret the value of change, this is totally different for everybody. But for me, $500 is obviously an investment, but it's not a major investment. So in this half of the year when my focus is health and wellness, if a business program or course was super relevant for me. It had everything to do with what I was working on. I felt like it would really make a difference for me and help my business. If it cost $500 or less, I'd probably go for it. But I'm not gonna invest anything more than that because it's not my primary goal. I'm investing anything more significant in my health and wellness this half. And again, it just like time, money is very much a finite resource. So it helps to have those primary and secondary like split goals so that you kind of are like, no, this is not where I'm spending my money. Because again, if you spend it in too many places, sometimes you're really not getting the big enough bang for your buck because you're not all in enough when you're torn between too many different priorities. And then finally, it's your emotional and mental investment and commitment. And this in many ways is like the biggest portion. 
and this is when recalling your why is really the most important, a lot of things that may have been in your brain dump may not really require more money, more time. They may just require more commitment, like eating vegetables and drinking water. Like that doesn't really cost you anything. Or I mean, you know, obviously eating healthier lots of times means making your own meals, meal prepping, like things that are associated with time. But at the end of the day, there's been plenty of times when I've meal prepped food and not eaten the food and ordered something instead. Like you still have to commit to the follow through. And many significant parts of our goals and intentions aren't really something we can schedule in our calendar at all. So it's really important to get clear on them. And then you could also set self set yourself reminders to help motivate you throughout the day. This is something that I think can be really helpful when it's something that is not like a specific amount of time that it would take, but you can just have little fun reminders that keep you on track. And this is also why I love um, my newsletter, the Daily Detox Drop-In. So a few days a week, I send a super quick email that just has like a quick tip, trick, or inspiration to help you live your healthiest life and just start your day off right. Little things like that can just help us stay on track, feel really motivated, and just remind us of like the things that are important and make us feel really good and keep us on the way towards our goals. So however you choose to support yourself, the commitment is really key. So when we have big goals in many areas of our lives, it can feel really daunting and overwhelming to feel super committed to a ton of big changes. It's like a lot for our brain to adjust to and we often feel, again, like torn between competing priorities. So again, this is why choosing one primary goal is so important and having the other goals be a little bit more attainable or easier to achieve. They'll still, of course, require commitment because everything does, but all of our goals feel a bit more synchronistic when the rest are more doable and there's one kind of like big primary stretch goal. But again, really when we're growing and evolving, everything is working synergistically and like helping us to just be the best version of ourselves that is part of that why and part of that vision that we were talking about in the beginning of this episode. And, you know, we don't want to be burning out after two weeks and ditching the whole plan, which this is what happens often when we make these really huge goals in all different areas of our lives. So it's important to allow ourselves grace and just embrace the concept of progress over perfection and ditch the all or nothing mindset. Throughout this whole process, in every possible way, these are always really, really important things to keep in mind. Progress over perfection and ditching the all or nothing mindset. Because something is always better than nothing and we're striving for consistency with a new habit, which really is more often than not. So 51% counts especially when you're making big changes. It's going to take time and we need to be gentle with ourselves. I mean, I, you know, obviously health and wellness is my goal for the next six months. And two of my intentions that I wanted to start this month were to use my sauna blanket three times a week and read books that helped me with my body image comparison, all that stuff that I mentioned before. I haven't done the blanket at all, (laughs) and I only read fiction because I've just been feeling like I need a mental break lately. And that's okay, because I'm proud of all the other intentions that I set and I've stuck with. I worked out six times a week the last couple weeks. I haven't drank alcohol, which is 
bananas for me. I love my wine and it's been over a week with, yeah, like 11 days with no wine. That's big for me. I am increasing my leafy greens at every meal. And when it comes to the sauna blanket and the reading, I'm just going to try again this week. And it's not all going to change overnight and that's okay. And building up to those changes is what really makes it even more sustainable in our lives. So again, really, really being kind to ourselves. You know, we're setting those goals, we're creating discipline, we're putting things in our calendar, we're putting all this structure around it to make it as easy as possible for us to follow through and really evolve into that version of us next year that has that ideal life as close to that as we can get. But we gotta be nice to ourselves on the way there and understand that it all takes progress and that perfect is not a thing and that it's better to do some than do nothing. So there's a quote that I love and I wanted to share because I think that it's so relevant is never give up on a dream just because of the time it will take to accomplish it. The time will pass anyway. So you've identified a dream in the beginning of, of this episode, a dream for a year from now. So don't let lack of results by February deter you. Transformation takes time and commitment, and it's not about being perfect. As I've said a hundred times, you're never going to be perfect. Not from the start, not at the end, not ever. It's about believing it before you see it and taking aligned action day after day. And the rest is going to fall into place. So I know this has been a ton of information. Again, I will be publishing a blog post that really like outlines it in a clear way because I feel like I was probably pretty rambling <laughs> trying to walk through it in this format, but it'll be easy to reference. I'll link it up in the show notes. And I would love for you to let me know what your primary goal is. Take a screenshot of this episode. Let me know. Tag me on Instagram with your goal. Send me a DM. I would just love to be in touch with you and really cheer you on this whole year. You got this. I believe in you. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next one.